It's a trap, you walked right out of the hate All over a new king that's face is just replaced It's all the same, you still be ruled by force And no matter who it is, you'll still carry on the torch Just a lie, cheat, steal, half of what you make Taxation is theft, it's time to vacate the state Newsflash, all your cash is an IOU From killers who really do steal from you Inflation is a weapon used by every nation Who says that the saving in the world through lies Have they disguised and pass off as bravery? Well, I got news, debt is slavery It don't matter who's matter, a new master don't matter When they both want the same, the state don't play no games They got you trying to survive and put you on sides They're ready to kill each other, that's conquering divide It's all for show, all for hyper control Don't you fucking come one, come all, check out the clown world we live in, boy Every day we wake up, the clown shoes get a little bit bigger and squeakier, though and we're back with another episode of Bones and Toes. We're here with you tonight to give you everything you want to hear and more. And more. And more. I want to know, uh, firstly, do we sound good? Yes. Okay. Yes, we do. We have the door open. I know our southern listeners will call us cunts and pussies because we, we complain about bitch-ass Ohio weather, but it's fucking hot. And we have the door open. You southern folk are used to it, though, for real. Like I get it. I mean, they're better than us. But you know what we have that they don't? Uh, we have winter. That's so that's say, why we, yeah. can't, we can't really acclimate. Once you acclimate to one, it changes. And then you're in like, oh, it's so goddamn cold. You know, they're walking around in, in 70 degree weather wearing a, probably a sweater or something. You know, you know, know, I'd say for people that live in our part of the world, I'd have to say, you know, there's the old adage that what doesn't kill you only makes you stronger. Yeah. I, I would like to amend that to what doesn't kill you. Gives you scars. It's just going to kill you. Makes you look horribly <laughs> it's, disfigured. It's really going to kill you. Yeah. <laughs> just slow, more slow. I'm sure you can identify this song, but I want to read a little bit of it and then ask you if you can identify this song. Okay. Look at your young men fighting. Look at your women crying. Look at your young men dying the way they've always done before. Look at the hate we're breeding. Look at the fear we're feeding. Look at the lives we're leading the way we've always done before. Should I go on? Yeah, go ahead. My hands are tied. The billions shift from side to side. And the wars go on with brainwashed pride. For the love of God and our human rights... And all these things are swept aside. By bloody hands time can't deny. And are washed away by your genocide. And history hides the lies of our civil wars. I am stumped. Really? I figured, it you sounds would, familiar. I figured you'd get it just by, like, normally when I say things and I'm like, guess can what I, this is. Can I take a shot in the dark? You can. It is not. I'm, I'm probably going to be wrong, but I don't know the name of the song. If it's who I think, can I, I? I just know the artist. Go ahead, hit me. The possible artist. Hit me. Is it Pink Floyd? Nope. Fuck. Who is Guns it? Guns and Roses. Oh, the I song don't, is called oh. Civil War. Okay. I don't normally listen to Guns and Roses. Well, I was just reading it because uh, it's not. That was written in 1990, released in 1993, I believe, and we are in 2021, living that song out. Uh, right. You know, because uh, I'm not a big fan of Guns and Roses. Okay. Normally, just because uh, I just figured in your vast encyclopedia of a fucking head tissue, you would have you would have realized. Yeah, sorry. You seem to retain things that I can't even comprehend. So no, but it it always has to be things that at least pique my interest, right? Like even in the the. I mean, does that tickle your pickle? Because it's fucking. Uh, yeah, those are good lyrics. It's right? fucking right now. Those are good lyrics. But uh, if we wouldn't get flagged, I'd put the song in here. It sounded like Pink Floyd, though, for real. Yeah, I mean, like if you listen to Pink Floyd lyrics, like. <laughs> Think off the top of my head, it reminded me of uh, 
kind of uh, from uh, <laughs> fuck Dark Side of the Moon. Mm. It, there's a song uh, uh, on Dark Side of the Moon that uh, towards the end, it's like the last song, <laughs> and it's pretty good. It's a good song. I'm gonna spend some of my days off this week because uh, I work two days in the next seven. These twelve-hour shifts are nice, but like I told you earlier, when you when you black out somewhere around noon and wake up at seven, uh, confused. Twelve-hour mm-hmm. shifts are great, but at the same time, they're they're havoc on the sleep schedule. Yeah, I want to I want to go through on my days off and listen to some of these older songs. Listen, uh, man, he's got a new cartridge, and I'm going to try it out and listen to some music. You you want to listen to music? If you haven't ever just sat down and listened, uh, I know it's it's not. Guns and Roses, but you ever sit down? Sit down. It's a thing I, I I used to do. I don't do as much anymore, but I still do it from time to time. Yeah, listen to an entire album, right? Like from beginning to end. From beginning to end. Oh yeah. yeah like yeah, some yeah. albums, it's not it, it's not apropos simply because uh, you know, some albums they're not t- they're not linked by some general theme. Yeah. Combining all there, but I will tell you right now that not only is Dark Side of the Moon. From beginning to end, tied with a with a central theme, and each song, but each song is an aspect of said theme, yeah. right? Right. Uh, they do it with a couple albums, right? So, like, not to get too deep in the Pink Floyd right now. <laughs> this is the Pink Floyd podcast. Not to get too deep, but but there was a time when like I spent a lot of time listening to them yeah. because there were certain aspects that that touched me, right? Or just like the touched fact you that appropriately. Yeah, touch me appropriately, just for the fact that like, even if it was like I felt thing personal things about what they were singing about, those dudes were singing about it because they felt that way too. Yeah, right. So, uh, you look at Dark Side of the Moon or uh, the Wall. Right, the Wall is about like Roger Waters, one of the uh, members of the band, and I think David Gilmour uh, wrote it too. Like that album was about they're feeling isolated because of their fame mm-hmm. right but the thing is is it's a general theme about feeling isolated and anybody can take can run with that because everybody's felt that way at one point in time in their life right or there's been things that have been done to you or happened to you that make you want to shy away from everybody yeah. because you're you've been hurt right right like Johnny Cash so you do so <laughs> So you do what you have to to protect yourself, right? right? Oh yeah. So, so the wall is that's what it's about. I'm really glad you said that because that's the reason why I decided to go with song lyrics, and we'll get to we'll get to the reason why in a minute. That's probably, probably the focus we talked about this morning of the show. Mm-hmm. Uh, to to speak on real quick, like you said, with uh, listening to like whole albums, mm-hmm. can I tell you how big of a douchebag I am? And there's only probably one person. I mean, I'm sure there's more, but I know of one, uh, a listenership of one that will appreciate this. Okay. Uh, this week, I was so stressed out that I listened to all the Eminem albums in order. Nice. It's fucking great. Yeah. Uh, but I will leave with another song, and then we can talk about why music is important right now. Okay. And we'll get into those videos if you're if you're fine with it. Now, here's another one. I used to play this when, when you and I would go to the bar all the time. Yeah. Uh, let me know if this rings any bells in your brain, in your in your gray matter, in between your ears. Are you ready? Mm-hmm. It's so loud inside my head with words that I should have said. As I drown in my regrets, I can't take back the words I never said. Want me to keep going? Yeah. 
I really think the war on terror is a bunch of bullshit. Just a poor excuse for you to use up all your bullets. How much money does it take to really make a full clip? 9-11, Building 7, did they really pull it? <laughs> was, there a bell, was there a bell that rang? Yeah. Or not yet? Do you know, where, do you know who I'm talking about? I think it, it... Who is it? Hold on. Okay. Uh, and a bunch of other cover-ups. Your child's future was the first to go with budget cuts. If you think that hurts, then wait. Here comes the uppercut. The school was garbage in the first place. That's on the up and up. Keep you on the bottom, but tease you with the upper crust. You get it, then they move it, so you never keep an up enough. If you turn on our, on your TV, all you see is a bunch of what the fucks. Uh, dude is dating so-and-so, blabbering about such-and-such. Uh, and this will date it. And that ain't Jersey Shore, homie. That's the news. And these, the same people supposedly telling us the truth. Limbaugh is a racist. Glenbeck is a racist. Gaza Strip was getting bombed. Obama didn't say shit. That's why I ain't vote for him. The next one either. I'm a, I'm a part of the problem. The problem is I'm peaceful. And I believe in the people. Lupe Fiasco. Words I never said. Fuck! Yeah, man. I should have known that one, man. See, but when my Caucasian brain... or I'm sorry, my Caucasian voice reads it, it's different. It's like I'm reading a story. Yeah. These sucking songs, though. Anyway. I'm actually looking up one right now. Okay. I'm going to say, uh, do you want to read a song before... This is what the first song you did. It made me think Pig Floyd. Uh, because... <coughs> uh, just from this song from Dark Side of the Moon called Us and Them... Let me find a good part. Just let everybody know, we might have a fucking really mellow slash boring slash super interesting intro, but we're going to get really nasty here in a little while, and I have a feeling I'm going to be screaming, but I might not. We'll see. Okay, so... Uh, I don't know why anyone would subject ourselves sub- subject <laughs> themselves to our show, because we're just talking about shit they already know and they're angry about. Yeah. Hard times. But yeah, so Us and Them, that's a good song. But actually, I have one better than Can that. Can you lyrics it? I mean, lyric, hit me with some okay, lyrics. Okay, okay. So, haven't you heard? It's a battle of words. The poster bearer cried. Listen, son, said the man with the gun. There's room for you inside. And then uh, it has a spoken lyric part, which doesn't make much sense. <laughs> it's a bad example. What do you mean? It's a good song. It's what? one of those... How does it not make sense? Let I me, don't know. It's, read it's it just, out loud. Hold on. Don't be scared. Hold on. It's fine. Uh, I mean, they're not going to kill you, so if you give them a quick, short, sharp shock... They won't do it again, dig it? I mean, he get off lightly because I would have given him a thrashing. I only hit him once. It was only a difference of opinion, but really, I mean, good manners don't cost nothing, do they? I mean, isn't that kind of like the police code of today? Yeah, pretty much. They're not going to kill you. They might just smack you around. It's like that meme with the cop beating the fuck out of somebody, and it says, I'm, I'm beating, you know, because they're not wearing their mask. It's like, I just care about your health. <laughs> like, I don't know. Maybe I'm just in a weird, particular fucking psychotic brain phase, but... A lot of this shit seems to make sense in today's climate. Okay, so the song I was talking about, the last song on Dark Side of the Moon, is just called Eclipse, right? I used to fucking wax poetically about this song. It's literally just like, it's the, it's so when you listen to the whole thing and you're listening to all these different songs and you're like, what is this? Like, like you, all these different songs, like you can run down the list of songs and it uh, starts off with, Speak to me, breathe, on the run, time, the great gig in the sky, money, us and them, any color you like, brain damage and eclipse. Come That's on. the name of the songs, right? Yeah. It's life. Yeah. The whole song is about the human experience, right? Yeah, the phase. 
So like you're listening to it and you hear all these things, but then, and you're like, what is this? What is this getting at? Right. And then the last song hits, right. Mm -hmm. And this is called eclipse and I'm going to read it. It's not, it's not a lot of lyrics. Excellent name for the last song, but, uh, all that you touch and all that you see, all that you taste and all that you feel and all that you love and all that you hate, all you distrust and all you save, all that you give and all that you deal and all that you buy, beg, borrow, or steal, and all you create and all you destroy and all that you do and all that you say and all that you eat and everyone you meet and all that you slight and everyone you fight and all that is now and all that is gone and all that is to come and everything under the sun is in tune, but the sun is eclipsed by the moon. Boom. That's the end of the song. Yeah. Like... <laughs> <laughs> so it's basically saying uh, like the way i interpret that is is we just played this whole fucking album right mm -hmm. basically giving you the human experience but understand yeah right that you are this infinitesimal thing this moat on a rock orbiting these giant bodies these these celestial bodies right and you will never do anything as impressive as 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 eclipse the sun, right? Like you'll never you'll never do that, right? Because you're simply not that impressive. But I mean, what if you what if you look at it in a combined sense, and all is matter as above, so below, and we are constantly doing things in cycle? Or that that you're you're onto something there. That the idea is that you're a part of it. Yeah. Everything is all. All yeah. is everything. All is mind. Yeah. I feel like I just did acid. Yeah. I've never done acid I might before. play that song for you after we stop recording because I feel like me just reading the lyrics doesn't give it its justice. But I also justice. feel like you should go back and listen to that album. Uh, I guarantee you when I'm editing the episode, I'm going to put it down on a list of things I need to listen to when I'm trying out this new... There's very few times in life where you don't see it too much anymore either where musicians... Uh, uh, make like whole concept albums where everything is tied together by a central theme. When artists make actual music, yeah, it, it, and you know, there's something to be said there. There's a story to tell, yeah, or an idea that they're trying to convey, right? Uh, Occasionally, you have them like Kanye. I mean, he's autistic, but maybe you might you might get something from that. Yeah, you don't, and sometimes it hits and miss. But like Pink Floyd did it best because I feel like you had Dark Side of the Moon. Central theme. Yeah. You had Wish You Were Here, which if you know the whole story behind Wish You Were Here, mm. the whole album and what it's about, it's fucking heartbreaking. Yeah. Because uh, it's more or less about... So originally Pink Floyd had a different lead singer, uh, Sid Barrett. Yeah. And uh, I think that was his name. I might be wrong. Google knows. It said something. Yeah. So... He was the original lead singer, right? But he got real heavy into the fucking drugs and alcohol and all that shit. What was his and poison? Booze and fucking hard drugs. He okay. did everything. Talking heroin? Oh, just everything. Yeah, he was, he was on it. And they basically had to kick him out of the band because he just wasn't functioning anymore. Like, he, yeah. they were trying to make music, and this motherfucker was, like, stoned out of his mind all the time. The corner. Uh, so they had to let go of him. And more or less, they kind of really gained traction after he left yeah right and got real big well uh he showed up one day when they were doing some recording and this is a couple years after they let him go and he looked all 
like gross and he like gained Fucked a ton up. of weight and he was like all sloppy and he had shaved all the hair off his body and shit and like Jesus. he had lost his mind basically looking like fucking and that's more or less what wish the whole album wish you were here was about is the fact that like that was their dude looking like a hairless donald trump you know like and he it's one of those things where like they wish he could he could be with them in this glory that they're having but at the same time like that person's dead. Yeah, we moved on. You moved on. Love took different paths, and it's just a, it's sad. It's sad when it you think about it because that was their friend. Yeah, and you could feel their guilt in it because they feel like they had their part to play in his downfall. And it's a good album. Sad. Yeah, I feel like if I push you to go further, you cry. Oh no, I'm not gonna cry on that one. Might get you emotional. No. I got one more for the guessing game. Okay. And then we'll move on to the topics All at right. the end. I know you're going to get this one, so I'm going to give it in my best news reporter voice so that perhaps I can throw you off the trail. Okay. Are you ready? Yeah. My my bloodhound dude. Some folks are my... <laughs> Let me try it again. I'm not used to uh, news, news voice. Yeah. Some folks are made to wave the flag, the red, white, and blue. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to read more just for posterity. You already know, though. Yeah, I know, yeah. And when the band plays Hail to the Chief, they point their cannon at you, Lord. It ain't me. It ain't me. I ain't no senator's son, son. It ain't me. It ain't me. I ain't no fortunate one. That's a song that innumerable amounts of feds are going to hear <laughs> playing out of fucking Roombas <laughs> and all sorts of fucking electronic <laughs> devices controlled by Alexa. Here in a couple of months, when they come to take your firearms away to make us look like Australia, boom, what about a transition? Man, seriously, Australia, though. God damn it. God fucking damn it. So, Let me tell you, that's why we. That's why I was hoping we could craft it with music, because I watched so many, listen, so many fucking podcasts. I thought, like, when I left the Factory of Sadness, it'd be sweet to have your headphones and your phone. Yeah. But you know, my, you know me, like, my playlist is probably better off read over a week or two weeks like on car rides with yeah. intermittent breaks not meant for all at once yeah i'm listening to fucking max egan alex jones uh survival prepper fucking ice age farmer i can't even tell you there's so many that i've forgotten but they are like pointing to what's exactly going on from different aspects so you get a full fucking 360 view of the shit show the fucking it's you wait and it's not waking up in clown shoes it's waking up with clown shoes around your head while the clown shits in your mouth every morning yeah we live in a fucking shit show right now yeah and after so much of that that's when i was like i'm gonna listen to all the eminem albums from beginning to end starting with infinite you know yeah i drove myself to the point of probably psychosis but Australia, though. Australia, though. Australia is what they want for the United States or for every country. That motherfucker is a goddamn prison camp right now. Yeah. Which one should we start with? Well. You want to start with the uh, father-daughter duo? Yeah. Yeah. I feel like, should we have names for these things? I don't even know. Did I, I sent it to you, right? Yes. Via text? Or was it a... Uh... I think it was... Hold on. It must have been Facebook. Oh, sorry. Sorry. So sorry. So sorry. It must have been Messenger. Yep. <clears throat> well, maybe not. 
Last thing I sent you on Messenger was dealing with uh, Dayton. Oh, it was. I'm sorry. It was on Messenger. So, the video is on Facebook. It's been removed several times, just like the one I sent you before has been removed, of Alex Jones getting a phone call from someone in Dayton, Ohio, Yeah, where they found out that their kid was forcibly vaccinated, and they called the cops, and the cops took him to the school, or went to the school with them, and then they went inside uh, and came back out and told the person to leave, basically. So they just took your kids into a, you know, into school. They yeah. separated them by boys and girls. They gave them a shot, didn't tell them what it was, and told them not to tell their parents. And then when you called the cops to help you out, you know, trying to do the legal route instead of just burning that fucking building down allegedly, um, you're told to leave. Yeah. Anyway, that video got removed. So this one... uh. Forced vaccine for the kids of Australia. And this video came out shortly after the uh, the announcement that Australians were going to be compelled, with air quotes, to take their children to this stadium. And they were going to vaccinate 24,000 kids, I think it was. Yeah. And the parents weren't allowed inside. So it's a video, I want to say, I, I probably get the number wrong. I want to say two to three medical people and three cops a father and a daughter. They're all in this room. The daughter is like probably 12, 13. Yeah. And she's clutching her father for life. Mm-hmm. And it almost struck me, and I, I don't I don't honestly know, but what I got from the video, and maybe you felt differently, was uh, the dad wanted to take her there because that's what was had to happen or whatever. Yeah. And then he felt so strongly due to her reaction to the situation that you know, she's crying and freaking out. The very last second, he turns away and tries to shield her from this shit. Yeah. Because he fucking had a, an awakening. Yeah. That what was happening is wrong, and he had to protect his child. Yeah. And the next thing that happens is the medical people rip the kid away, and three cops can proceed to beat the fuck out of the dad. Yeah. While the girl is... I think the most heartbreaking part of that video is she's trying to get away. Like, they pull her away, but she, like gets free of them and starts trying to run away from him and they grab her by the back of her collar and fucking pull her to the ground like these were the the, the doctors or the me- yeah. the medical the medical people I don't know what they were doctors the nurses. Nuremberg 2.0 violators the shit's crazy man I can't even fucking I have n- <laughs> uh because obviously when you read these stories and you see these videos and make no mistake. You paint yourself in that picture, right? Yeah. So I've gone through finding out that my kid was forcibly vaccinated at school, and there's nothing you can do about this shot, right? This is a gene therapy, an mRNA experimental. It's not even a vaccine. Yeah. It's a gene therapy. We don't even know what it does. The doctors, uh, in that other video I think I sent you, Australia, um, Stand Up for Your Rights. Yeah. By Max Egan on BitChute. Look it up. Um. The doctors are coming out in droves, and they're saying, like, there's a reason why 60% of medical people aren't taking this fucking shot. Yeah. Because they know it's fucked up. Like, they're saying that this whole spike protein thing that they're injecting into you, or they're not a spike protein, but the gene therapy to make your body create spike proteins, these things are going to your lymph nodes and creating lymph node cancers, uh, creating, and it sheds. I I heard a a podcast the other night that said, um, it was from a doctor, talking about how it's not only affecting... So say that an, an elderly woman or a woman past uh, menopause gets it, right? Mm-hmm. That she starts getting her period again. And then other women around her start getting their periods again via the shedding. 
There's some serious fucking reproductive shit going on here. Reproductive harm. Yeah. And they're talking about it affecting your ability to fight off other viruses or sicknesses. And basically, D3 is the only thing keeping us alive right now. Yeah. Not us, because we didn't take it. But I'm sure we've been exposed to this fucking bioweapon. But imagine what's going to happen in the fall. Yeah. You can already kind of tell if you look at the mainstream news. And I downloaded an app called Newsbreak, unknowingly to me, to my phone that I kept on there because it shows me like the mainstream narrative every 15 minutes. Yeah. And they're already setting the tone for not only lockdowns, but like forced vaccinations and all this shit. So when shit gets hammy, when the sun decides to take its little suddenly trip down to the other equator, it's going to get fucking live here in America. Yeah. I mean, make no mistake. It's no coincidence that they approved it. They did approve it today, didn't they? Today. Yeah. The FDA has finally approved it. It's right before uh, the full official, like, nationwide school start season. Yeah. So they can just shoot up all of our kids while they're in school and we have nothing to do about it. Yeah. Because we're wage slaves. Yeah. So, anyway, uh, this has been an advertisement brought to you by homeschooling. Yeah. (laughs) You know what I mean? On to the podcast. But they, yeah, make no mistake, that is the exact reason why. That and the fact that I'm pretty sure... In the next two weeks, Congress comes back in the session, and who knows what kind of legislation they could just fucking draft up if they wanted to. Probably fuck shit. I'm so tired. That was another thing I watched uh, was uh, Mark Passiao's fake-ass anarchist presentation, and basically, he put us all on blast, you know? Because whether or not, you know, we all fucking sit, sit around and hate the government, you know, for their fucking overreach and tyranny. Yeah. But, like, occasionally I still find myself in these conversations where I agree, where we're, like, talking about hopeful legislation. Like, oh, well, hopefully the Ohio House passes that bill that bans uh, forced vaccination and mass mandates. Well, I shouldn't have to fucking rely on the government because the government is fucking slavery. Yeah. It's tyranny. But at least they're listening to the will of the people. Are they, but, though? I or mean, is it just a fucking... Is a cat? Is a fucking? It's a game that we're all forced to watch while they originally uh, they just roll out their fucking plan. Look at how much ground they've gained over the last two months. Yeah, yeah, they got real fashy real quick with this. Super one. fashy. They got sus, as the kids would say. The thing is, though, I would go on to say that beyond the government and a vo- very vocal, like radical minority, most people are either even people that have taken the vaccine. They're not like, we should force it on people. Even they're like, we shouldn't force it on people. Unless you go to Twitter. Like I said, I, well, and like. Twitter's a fucking hot mess right now. Go back to very vocal minority. Okay. Right? Yeah. Because the majority of people, I highly doubt, believe that you should be forcing vaccination on people. The thing is, with that very vocal minority, that's fucking crazy right now. Did you see that? I think it was Twitter and YouTube banned Sky News. Yeah. They banned Sky News, okay? And I don't want to get into politics, uh, like a, you know, left or right paradigm. They banned Donald Trump and didn't give him his shit back. But you want to know what I did earlier because I saw it in a meme? I went on the Taliban's page. Because yeah. the Taliban's still, Taliban, Taliban, Tala-fuck-a-goat, Tala-boy-fuckers. Yeah. Uh, went on their, some of their pages, and I started getting them on the dick. Yeah. Talking about Ligma. Yeah. Because I saw that one and I wanted to try it out. Yeah. I asked them how uh, their new government, because they're about to get fucking recognized at the UN. Did you see that? Yeah. Yeah. The gov- like the United States, I think it was, or some worldly body, is about to give them access to Afghanistan's 
fucking uh, government money. Well, well, China and and Russia stepped up to the plate as soon as as soon listen as soon as we tapped out, right? Yeah, all these different countries' embassies they were clearing out. Except for Russia and China, because they want to be the ones to technocratically control it. They're like, listen, we will come to the we will come to the table, uh, and I would say there's two reasons. Two reasons. The first being that I, I guess that U.S. based pharmaceuticals has fallen out of love with heroin. Yeah, uh, poppy fields. Basically, painkillers derived from opium because because people got hip to it and were basically figured out that these pharma- pharmaceutical companies were enticing doctors to get people hooked to them which yeah. caused probably one of the greatest like actual probably started right around the time we invaded and had marines guarding the poppy fields yeah it started probably one of the m- biggest actual drug epidemics in this country yeah a real drug epidemic other than when the cia brought co- uh, crack well that's just crack in the community i'd say that, that i'd say that one <laughs> that was their biggest one but i'd say the opioid epidemic was probably their second biggest one once they got caught in iran contra how many years were there in between that and us having to invade uh afghanistan to give them freedom not very many no a little over a decade how so, else are they going to get their black budget money what are they going to do now so are they going to trade crypto that Dose. but i think the other thing is is that they say that, and for some reason, I don't know why U.S. interests weren't really fucking around with it, but there is apparently like a trillion dollars worth of rare earth elements or rare earth minerals uh, in Afghanistan. Yeah. That we weren't even fucking with. That's the part, like, I'm like, wow. I'm, we're, listen, our U.S. companies are more than happy to exploit poor people. They've right. never, that's never stopped them in the past. 100%. So it made me wonder why, like, we weren't fucking with it. But I, I know that I'm pretty sure China wants a big hunk of that because they've been in Africa doing that for the last like five years. Yeah. Because if they could corner the market on those rare earth minerals, then there's going to be no competition for them when it comes to electronics or anything like that. Sorry, I just got caught up on the group chat. I didn't realize I missed 14 messages in my fucking coma. <laughs> I just think, uh, did you see this whole war? This whole war talk. It's weird because China and Russia were like they were totally cool to sit back. Now, one of the things I wrote down in my work notebook to talk to you about to get your pulse on. Mm-hmm. I think that there's a lot of there's a lot of evidence out there, videos, and you know some deeper, like I wouldn't say deeper, but maybe more fringe conspiracy theories about this whole pullout. Right, mm-hmm. like my couch pulls out, but I don't. You get what, you you hear what I'm saying? Yeah, I hear what you're but, saying. Uh, Joe Biden pulls out, right? So we pull out of Afghanistan. They've got videos everywhere on TikTok, YouTube, you name it, about uh, these being inflatable planes, like from some of these videos of people running towards planes. Like they're all they're all really weird, man. Like all the videos, like if you're that concerned about getting out of a country, are you really going to sit back and record it? Or are you going to try and get your bitch ass on that plane? I'm be trying to get on that plane. Right. So they've got all kinds of videos of people falling out of planes, people running towards planes and stuff like that. So that's sus. Yeah. That whole thing is sus. And I wondered the other day, <clears throat> because it also seemed to coincide with something that has never happened up until this point, where the mainstream media has turned against old Sleepy Joe. Yeah. Not only that, but fucking Kamala has as well. I think, and I think they're about to activate that. What was it? The Twenty uh, Fifth Amendment. Twenty Fifth Amendment. Remove his ass. I think they're poised. I always said. Yeah, you we know, both did. Yeah, I tell you, bones to tubs. They got their ear to the ground on this we because got our ear to the street. Because last year when they did stuff to 
reinforce the 25th Amendment. Everyone was worried about it happening to Trump. I was like, this isn't about Trump. No. I was like, this is about Sleepy Joe. Yeah, they're going to get that fucking Sleepy Potato Petto puppet in there and about to pull it on ass, his bitch ass. They had a video the other day, his punk ass. Uh, following a Secret Service agent that, like, guided him to the door. Yeah. And then walked towards, like, another part of the White House in the grass. And Sleepy Joe just, like, Papa just kept walking in the yard. And the <laughs> one behind him's like, the fuck? Like, yeah. what do we do? I guess we'll just keep going with it. I, I would go on to say that they might drag his corpse up and through the 2022, like, congressional elections and stuff like that. Yeah, after that, it's all bad. But after that, they might go ahead and just cast him aside. But they haven't really exact. See, the thing, the only thing that might be holding that back is, is I feel like they haven't exactly been doing the, the, the PR work for p- pumping up Kamala. Yeah. Right? Like, they've even kind of gone after her. Because of her, she's like, say she's supposed to be in charge of the border crisis, right? Yeah. And they've been criticizing her. On her shitty response. On her shitty response to the border crisis. And not only that, basically her more or less being MIA when it comes to all this Afghanistan stuff, too. Like, yeah. It's not just Joe. They're going after her, too, which it's kind of puzzling. There's someone in the fucking lineup that will not die of the new mysterious disease. Uh, that will be put in place and be their preferred puppet. Mm-hmm. You know, we've talked about, too, a number of times. You mentioned the fact that we called that uh, 25th Amendment shit like a year ago. Yeah. Uh, another thing that we talked about a long time ago, probably even before Trump, when we bitched about vaccines in the first place, was the uh, neurological effects that it could cause. Yeah. Guillain-Barre, our, our dude Frank Castle, suffered from it himself, I believe, from military vaccines when he was in the service. Yeah. And... uh you know, there's a story I'd like to, I think I sent it to you. I can never tell what I send to you or not, because when we're not around each other, you're kind of a ghost, mm-hmm. and I'm not sure that you're real. Sometimes I wonder if I'm texting myself. It could just be you doing the podcast. I hope not. And you just I, switch seats. I truly hope not. Okay, here we go. This was a, everybody should download, I told this to Ekaroff the other day, because we were talking on one of my nightly walks. Uh, I said, you should do yourself a favor and download the Newsbreak app, right? Not because it's going to give you any value to your life, but it will kind of give you a... It's like listening to what the enemy is speaking to its own troops. But even then, it's not even... I guess not even that, because if you go to the comments, a lot of the comments are people like us talking shit. But the the title was, U.S. warns of polio-like illness outbreak in four months. Now, if you do the math on that, that's about December. Yeah. Right around the time the vitamin D levels are probably the lowest they're going to be. Or, you know, starting to get in that area. And it's from the westsidegazette.com. Uh, the National Public Health Agency of the United States Centers of Disease Control and Prevention, or Center for Disease Clowns, uh, on August 17th alerted of an, unex- of, of an expected outbreak of polio-like disease, acute flaccid myelitis, AFM, in the next four months. So, I'm sure that has nothing to do with the fact that supposedly half the population has been vaccinated, right? And that with a neurological agent that might affect them. So, we're going to have a massive outbreak of neurological effects yeah. of people that got vaccinated. So, let's blame it on a polio disease. I mean, in itself, that's a strange story, right? Yeah. I remember when I first saw that story. My f- that's where my first thought went to. I was like, oh, they're going to use that to, to, to... Explain away the ex- vaccine damage? Yeah. And watch them fucking wither away. God, I hope not. I know people in my personal sphere 
that for their own reasons, yeah, you know, it, it's one. Of, it goes back to those things, you know. I, 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 I makes can't, me want to light a candle for real. I can't stop people from doing what they do. Yeah, right. It's their life. Right. You know what I mean. So I, I hope it's not true. That's the thing. I don't say any of this in the hope that it happens. No, because I know we a lot of people. That. We passed that point. Yeah, I don't want that to happen to anybody. But everybody should be a little fucking weird about this shit. And now they're already on the booster. They've even so. they've even admitted that we're in the trial phase. This is the largest vaccine, air quotes vaccine, because it's not a vaccine trial ever done. And it's being done on human beings. Yeah. And so if you take into account that it's a trial, you have to have a certain portion of the population that took it that have actually gotten a, you know, basically like distilled water. Yeah. Uh, like a control, like something that's not actually the active ingredient. Yeah. Or active process, whatever you want to call it. So there's some people out there that got this for the same reasons as the people that we care about that maybe just got distilled water as a control, you know? Yeah. But, like, the fact that they're acting like this is a public health crisis, I don't understand, and I don't know how to say it a certain way to where everybody can come together and understand. Like, this disease... You know, just like every other show out there that talks about this, it says the same shit. I'm going to go ahead and say it just so I don't hurt anybody's butthole. But if you had a family member that died of this supposed disease that they don't have a viral, like they don't have a viral sample to show you or test for. Yeah. Especially the variants. There's no, if you can't test for the virus, you can't test for variants. Good. Go to Google and try to look up how to get tested for the Delta variant. Good luck. Yeah. But if you had anybody out there that died from this supposed disease, now I'm sure they I'm sure they released something, but I don't think it's a virus. I'm sorry that your your family member or friend died from it. Get your I mean Yeah. It's it's got a ninety it's like ninety nine point six or ninety nine point eight percent chance of yeah. of living. Okay. So we're gonna enforce global vaccine mandates. Australia's a fucking prison right now. They locked down the entire country of New Zealand because of two infections. We allowed medical tyranny See, all this time we thought the tyranny was going to come from all this terrorist bullshit. And I'm sure it will, because they just supposedly, they leaked these stories about how these planes of Afghani troops that they brought back to the United States for asylum were actually Taliban, right? So they're setting the stage for another terror attack. I always thought that the terror attack was going to be what caused the global fucking lockdown. But it's actually medical tyranny, it seems like. Yeah. Over a disease that doesn't kill anybody on paper. This is some fuck shit. Yeah. The thing is, though, and it seems like more often than not, from what I've noticed, more, uh, most of the people that actually I know of that got sick and died from it, supposedly, already had a pre-existing condition yeah. already. Loaded with comorbid- comorbid- uh, comorbidities. Yeah. So they're already sick. Right? Yeah. And then you add another sickness on top of it. They had a fucking story the other day that said 90-something-year-old man, or so, it was an old-ass dude. He died from the COVID, sh- or he died from COVID, right? Yeah. And he, because he wasn't vaccinated. But it could have been worse. Oh, I'm I, sorry. I did see that. I think I read it. I think I read it, I read it out loud wrong. He, he had the shot. Yeah. And he died from this was COVID. In, this was in Louisiana. But it could have been worse. I remember the article because they're like, what's worse than dying? Like, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, yeah. they're like, it could have been worse. What the fuck? Like I want to say El Presidente shared that in the group chat, and I was like, that's some Casey Barr shit. He died. Yeah. What's worse than dying? I think what they're trying to say, you know, in my fucking ability to read their mind, they're trying to, like, portray the idea that he might have suffered more. 
But the way that they wrote that fucking story is dumb as shit. When he fucking died. Yeah, and he was 90 years old. What? He died <laughs> from they, being he died from being 90 years if old. If they read it the way it should have been read, if he had not have had the gene therapy that killed him, he could have gone to hell because the gene therapy is the only way to go to heaven. And but, heaven is where everyone has their preferred pronoun. I mean, in the grand scheme of things, in a roundabout way, that's more or less already been said. Yeah. That if you don't get the shot, you're a selfish piece of shit that's going to hell. It's fucking crazy to me. Like the Pope more like in a in a roundabout way kind of said that. Like it just this whole shit, man, the last week I've I've consumed hours of fucking content, right? It led me back down the THC rabbit hole and I, I heard from Frank Castle and a few other people that uh us talking about the higher side chats has led them to go out and get that subscription, just get that extra hour every show. Yeah. And I'm happy for that because Greg's a good dude. And that's a great podcast. Yeah. That's what I aspire to be one day. That'd be great. But I, I went down the rabbit hole, and I forget which episode. I'm not going to look it up. Yeah. Uh, get the get the, the paid version and check it out for yourself. But he had one that was talking about, like, basically the aliens that seeded us, right? Mm-hmm. Or the extraterrestrials or extra-dimensional entities or whatever they are that created humanity. You know, they always talk about in the in the conspiracy circles about, like, the council. Like, there's a council of aliens up there that, that like, are the the just. Yeah. That wouldn't allow certain things to happen. Maybe the people that created us, or the council, or whatever you want to fucking call it, they send things to the planet to upgrade our genetics, to change the experiment, right? Yeah. And what if this forced gene therapy is a way to block that? Because the people down here know what's up, and they're like, nah, fuck that. We're not willing to give well, up our sheep yet. That goes into the whole 5G awake. 5G awakening right. thing. Or fi- not 5G, 5D awakening. Yeah. Because, like, what if it's just a way to block that? Yeah. Block it out. I mean, if it if if it's attacking the nervous system, it's in, if it's attacking your nervous system, it's inherently attacking your brain. Dr. Christine Northrup was a guest on one of the Higher Side Chats. That's the one that I sent to uh, Tobin's earlier. Yeah. And she was talking about, like, Greg asked her a question she, about the, uh, the magnets. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, all that shit's been going around on TikTok and shit about people putting magnets on their fucking injection site. Yeah. And it sticks. Mm-hmm. And she's like, he was asking if it was true. And she was like, not only is it true, but after a while, the magnets on some of these people stick anywhere. And she said, and every single person that got this, as long as it's not the controlled, you know, the, the saline or whatever the fuck they shot into you, if it's the actual thing, you have an EMF reading. Yeah. So you're broadcasting a signal. Yeah. Your body is broadcasting an electromagnetic frequency. And she's like, if you can broadcast a frequency, you can receive a frequency. Yeah. <laughs> she said that this is getting us ready for the Matrix. And this is a lady who was like on Oprah. Oprah called her writings her Bible for menopause. She was in uh, Reader's Digest as one of the most trusted health professionals in the world. And as soon as she went against this fake-ass gene therapy... Um, Everybody shit on her. They they blocked her socials. Uh, the CDC started an organization that went after her and twelve other people. One that we talked about a couple weeks ago. I forget his name. Uh, Mercola, mm-hmm. I think, where he shut his whole website down. They call them the Disinformation Dozen. Yeah. And they basically have a whole team that goes around to report their shit so that it all gets deleted and and scrubbed. And Mercola, like we talked about a, a few episodes ago, like he's. Removed all of his content from his website. He's still going to post articles, but it's only going to be active for like 48 hours. And then it's going to disappear. Huh. Fucking crazy. We live in a fuck. 
We live in a. Uh, it's like we live in the back of a fucking used fleshlight. So what? What happens though? You know, like you said, these quote unquote watchers, they do do something, right? Yeah. And the ones that didn't get it get it. What happens to the ones that didn't? Do we get our superpowers finally? I don't think there's any superpowers, friend. I mean, I don't know. Because basically at this point, shit's so fucking crazy. All you can do is prepare, buy ammo, buy food, buy water, buy water filtration, buy fucking medicine. Yeah. You know? And just wait it out and put other conspiracy theories together. Because obviously, I mean, honestly, another conspiracy that came to my mind when I was putting all this shit together in my head and moving uh, kilograms of silicon was... The fact that maybe they're giving you, like, maybe it is a kill weapon, but maybe they're seeding that popula- a certain part of that uh, control group with protection from the actual virus that doesn't have a 99.8 or 6% chance of survival. Maybe they're going to release one. Like, they talked about one a uh, week ago or so that was coming from Africa that's like a super transmissible version of uh, whatever that is that makes you shit yourself. Cholera? No. Nah. Dysentery? The one that they were p- pimping in the news a couple years ago. Makes you shit yourself. Uh, Ebola? No, Ebola's... Nah, Ebola... I mean, yeah, you shit yourself, but you do a lot of other stuff It might have been... It's something like that. You get, like... You you have <sighs> total... Uh, Don't you, like, bleed out your you fucking get, intestines? You get hem- hemorrhagic fever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which basically means that your body... Your cell tissues break down and you, you bleed to death from the inside and out. Like, your organs melt. They had that doctor that supposedly had it that was on air quotes quarantine before all this shit about COVID came out and she was out riding a bike and everybody was freaking out. Like, it's almost like you could look back through all these stories and see that they've definitely set the narrative. Yeah. Because everybody and their fucking mother was afraid of Ebola outbreaks, right, in the United States. And this doctor or whoever the fuck it was was out riding around, Mm -hmm. like refusing quarantine. Everybody was like, yeah, she needs to stay in quarantine. This is bullshit. Yeah. You know, to kind of plant that seed in your subconscious, and then like, you bring this shit out, and it just kind of matures into a plane of fucking tyranny. Yeah, but Ebola doesn't have, like, a 99% survivability rate. No, it's the opposite. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. Like, maybe this vaccine was meant to... I don't fucking know. I'm just... I'm waxing poetically. Yeah. But to me, it seems like if it's not just a kill weapon, uh, it's something to protect the sheep. Because there's no reason in my mind that you would want... Unless it's like uh, that movie... There's something more going uh, on because this thing has divergent. This thing has persisted through like you feel like everything comes in cycles and seasons and all that. Ain't been a cycle. This in a thing while. has <laughs> this has is a long this thing has broke through all those normal paths and just persisted and continues to persist. Ran straight through the wall with a heart on. Yeah. So God only knows, like what they're doing, like with kids at school and stuff like that, and what they're telling them about all this because. It just seems like it's never going to stop. Not until they reach their goal. Um, I got a Bible quote real quick. Okay. Uh, Ephesians chapter 6, verse 12. This is the New International Version. For our struggle is not against flesh and blood, but against rulers, against the authorities, against the powers of this dark world, and against spiritual forces of evil in the heavenly realms. And it's a dumbed-down version of the uh, authoritarian King James. Let's find that one. For we wrestle not against flesh and blood, but against principalities, against powers, and against rulers of darkness of this world, and against spiritual wickedness in high places. Right? So that kind of leads us into our other Australia story of uh, that news story that I sent you. Oh, yeah. Where this chick is, she's reading a story about 
some sort of act of violence that happened. Uh, the police tried to apprehend someone, probably for some dumb shit because, you know, slavery. Yeah. But the the person being pursued was also, they had a dog unleashed on him, and he stabbed the police dog. And they were talking about adding um, laws to the books that made attacking a police dog a felony. And she cuts talking like they're going to go to a clip, and it just shows uh, an audioless clip of police or whoever the fuck authoritarians are standing around wearing their masks like good little fucking sheep. And uh, then it cuts to a satanic fucking um, mass. Yeah. And there's an upside-down cross, there's people in cloaks, and they just say, Hail Satan. Yeah. And then when it cuts back, the news reporter is doing the hand sign of bail. And that video is actually being cut from the internet. They're leaving the story about the satanic mass, but they're splicing out the version of her throwing up the bail sign. Yeah. Or Baphomet sign, I'm sorry. But it fucking blows my mind. That happened on live television, and you can't tell me, like, I know only a little bit about editing things, but when you... When you put a video in, you first of all, you know what you're doing, and that wasn't an accident. Yeah. No, not at all. And to talk about animal cruelty, I saw another story the other day that uh, was released on Newsbreak, where the government said, you're not cattle, basically, yeah. was, the, was, the, was the, uh, the, the idea behind it. They said, you're not cattle, or something like that. You're not, you're not a specific type of animal. You're not cows. And they were talking shit about people who were using ivermectin. Do you know about ivermectin? Uh, no. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Like, it's, you can buy it, it at a, tractor supply. Yeah, it's it's for, for livestock. Yeah, and ivermectin has been shown in trials, supposedly not, like, official trials, because that would, you know, muddy the waters, but ones where actual doctors are doing actual healing and holding to the Hippocratic Oath, Yeah, and it prevents people from, like, having symptoms from this bioweapon, right? Mm-hmm. And my, I sent it out in the group chat. I said, you're not cows, you're sheep. Like, you don't take their shit, you take our shit. And you know what's funny? I listened to a Joe Rogan podcast, and one of his guests, he's a comedian, and I think a, a writer or something, he was talking about how he'd never had COVID, I guess. Yeah. And he got the vaccine, and he developed symptoms of what they call long COVID from the vaccine. Like, he had neuropathy in one or both arms. He had uh, a problem with his neck on the side of the body that he got the shot on, and he was having brain swelling. Well, you want to know the first thing that his doctor prescribed him once he had brain swelling? What's that? Ivermectin. Huh. And then it went down. Sorry, I'm just I'm ranting. No, this I is get my, you. You know, it's supposed to be a, de- a podcast dedicated to ideas, but really I think it's just uh, me and you trying to not have a fucking psychotic breakdown, and it's a pressure release valve. Yeah. But hopefully people gain value from it, because I'm, I'm over it. Yeah. I'm done with this shit. We have these meetings at work, right? You have to have one every shift. It's called a whiteboard meeting. And the whiteboard has all these papers on it. And I desperately want to take a picture of one of the, the things. Because it, it's a quality report. Mm-hmm. And it has a giant Q on it. And I was going to talk shit about my company. Like, they believe in QAnon. Why don't you? <laughs> and, but there's cameras around yeah. that area. So I don't want to take pictures. Because they're re- super concerned about Chinese spies. Because um, huh. they have a lot of really weird processes that happen there. That uh, cannot be de- should not be du- duplicated, lest our Chinese overlords take over that game. Did you see uh, the concept art for what Tesla is coming down the pipe with? Yeah, it's fucking terrifying. Yeah, I keep going back and forth between Elon Musk being a superhero and a supervillain. I, you don't, know, I, I was talking know. to I was talking to someone the other day about it. I was like, you know, I was like, for the longest time now, 
I was like, when it came to AI, the most terrifying thing I thought about AI was is that is that the powers that be would determine that the best course of action for basically running the world would be to put most of the decision making at the helm put put an AI at the helm of the decision making process, right? <clears throat> yeah. To determine the best course of action. That terrifies me. Right? Yeah. Because, you know, they don't have a soul. No. They don't understand. They're only existing I think we talked about it on the last show. They're only existing on two planes at any given time. For now. For now. But now that you got this robot, that just adds an extra layer of bullshit right there. Well, I mean, look at the terrifying shit that we've talked about in the past about the videos from Boston Dynamics. Oh, yeah. Like Those little dogs? They, well, the dogs are the people that are doing backflips. Yeah. The robot, not people, but the, the humanoid-shaped robots that are able to complete a backflip. That's like, like one, of my, one of my favorite episodes of uh, Black Mirror. Uh, is that one where it's like in a post-apocalypse <laughs> and it's those little dogs. And they're the the reason for it. They just kill motherfuckers like crazy. Shout out to that dude that wrote Fahrenheit 51. Oh, yeah, Ray Bradbury. What fucking year was that written in? Oh, man, he wrote that either late 50s or early 60s. They had, what was it called, The Hunter or something like that? Ah, uh, yeah. It's like it, a robot the, dog. Uh, it was like the Electric Hound. Yeah. I think is what it was called. Fuck. And uh, it, was sniff, it, it was sniff the same shit out. we got right now. Like, yeah. It would sniff people out. All that shit. I wish I could remember the name of the society that these authors supposedly belong to. There's two things that I'm super interested in that I think would be great. Not only for my own research, but just for the podcast. <clears throat> society, I cannot fucking find it or remember it. If anybody out there knows what I'm talking about, shoot us an email, bonesatub.gmail.com. But... It's a society that some of these early 20th century authors belong to that like they gave the people that ran the society gave them technology, technological ideas that already existed mm -hmm. in order to write about them in a science fiction type scenario Yeah, uh, to kind of seed the population with the idea so it wasn't as shocking. And supposedly Blair or Orwell was a part of it, Bradbury... And a bunch of these other like super successful. Was it like the the site like it's there? There is a society that a bunch of authors I I, I enjoy thoroughly were a part of. And that was the there it was a society of humanists. Might have been that. I'll have to look into that post edit. Because uh, they the, like Isaac Asimov and Kurt Vonnegut and Ray Bradbury. They were all a part of it. And when you look at that's that work that body of science fiction right the the really good stuff was about the it wasn't just like uh you know you would just have like it, you know think like it's not like star wars where it's just a bunch of futuristic shit yeah I'm not saying star wars is shit i just want a lightsaber bro but the thing is is that like the more highbrow science fiction as far as kind of the highest tier of science fiction right is the ones that um and that's the kind of stuff that i dig and the kind of stuff that i try to write yeah right is the kind that deals with um the bigger more complicated questions that come with that kind of technology yeah. right let's take case in point like isaac asimov when he wrote i robot right right the whole of i robot the whole it's a collection of short stories is about the idea that robots exist in this universe that he created right this world yeah they're built under the concept that they have these three laws that they have to abide by yeah isaac asimov wrote these three laws right even today these three laws are still revered mm -hmm. right as being like hold on a second i'm actually gonna look them up i can't remember them in their entirety 
Okay. The first law is a robot may not injure a human being or, through inaction, allow a human being to come to harm. The second law, a robot must obey the orders given it by human beings except where such orders would conflict with the first law. The third law is a robot must protect its own existence as long as such protection does not conflict with the first or second law. Yeah. So he writes this book, and the whole, all the short stories are basically built around the dead idea is he wrote these three laws, and then he spent the rest of the book basically poking holes through these laws and how, how they were gonna, they're, they're very cut and dry. They're yeah. very simple, but they get to the point. But how logic can break but, through them. Yeah, but how, how you... You create these, like, even through these three infallible laws that basically say you can't hurt people. Yeah. And you have to obey people. And you can't destroy yourself. Right? They still end up fucking up. Figuring out a way to fuck us. Yeah. So, that being said, when you you have these writers that, that, that think like that. Right, that are they're not just like putting giving you a setting and a place and telling you a story. Philip K. Dick was really good with this too. The the complications of living with this kind of stuff. You know, you look at um, you know, do androids dream of electric sheep? What Blade Runner was based off of, mm-hmm. right? And the idea that you couldn't tell the difference between the real people and the the synthetic people since, and that like was there in in the end was there ever really a difference in the first place? Right. You know, <laughs> what was that other one uh, that show that you showed me? Uh, I always mix them up. I, I constantly people probably listen to this podcast. They're like, "Hey, dumbass!" It's this one because you say this all the fucking time. I, I think you're talking about the difference between the show Black Mirror and the difference between the show Electric Dreams. Yes, because I keep saying this. I need to write it down so I commit it to fucking written memory. But one of those shows where they had the one with the uh, survivalist camp, and you find out it was actually like they they call it a- a- Autofact, but I'll call it Amazon. Yeah, created since. Basically, to buy their or to consume their shit. Yeah, because everybody was killed in a nuclear war. Yeah, and their sole purpose was for people to consume their goods. It's crazy. Uh, Shout out fucking AI. But that kind of science fiction is the kind that I always. I mean, don't get me wrong. There is some good, like, uh, you know, not as like intense science fiction reads out there. Yeah. But they still the best ones are always conveying something. They're trying to tell you something. I right? had I had an idea to seed you with. That I heard from a Joe Rogan podcast. Mm-hmm. And I was mowing the yard. Otherwise, I would have texted it to you. But I decided to send myself a text instead for the podcast. Mm-hmm. Have you ever heard of Neil Blomkamp? Yeah. He, he was did on District 9 and uh, yeah, 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 Elysium. Yeah. And yeah. He was on Joe Rogan. Yeah. And he was talking about a show that he's working on right now. And I thought if I told you about this show, it would either spur you to like listen to the podcast or perhaps it would plant a seed in your head. But it's a fucking crazy idea, and I'm going to bastardize it, so you should definitely listen to that show. Mm-hmm. It's a JRE episode 1698, Neil Blomkamp. Okay. And he talks about, like I said, my bastardized version. It's like, um, it's an idea, it's a monster story. Uh-huh. Where, because Joe was talking about like him wanting, the, him wanting somebody to redo like a, a werewolf story. Yeah. Because he has a fascination with werewolves yeah. and stories and shit. This one has to do with vampires. Okay, which is my it's that's my shit right there. I don't know why yeah. I love vampire stories. Yeah. The best one ever was Blade. I just said that to be a smartass. Blade, hey, that Blade's a Blade good was movie. Good. He yeah. was the, he was the first black superhero that I remember. Fuck the Black Panther. Yeah, but 
in this idea, the vampire, I, I want to say, I hope I'm saying it right. The idea of vampirism is a human evolutionary trait mm-hmm. where every so often it's kind of like, uh, what's that fucking mushroom? Cordyceps. Cordyceps mushroom that shows up and creates like zombie ants to kill the hive whenever they get to be too populated, right? Yeah. There's a trigger in human genetics and it's so long, like so far away uh, from occurrence that it becomes myth, uh-huh. right? But once you reach a certain point, these vampires, uh, they come back out. Uh-huh. And I want to say in his story... Like the vampires had certain traits, and I can't remember. I can't remember exactly. There was something about there was something about modern society that fucked with vampires. Mm-hmm. It caused them to have seizures. It was like the the way that we build things, or mm-hmm. the way that things are structured. Yeah, that we're not like back in the day. Yeah, um, that fuck with their their brain. Yeah, and they had to take drugs in order to like compensate so they don't seize out or die or whatever. Yeah, and the way that these vampires like look. And have abilities, they have to like not only take drugs, but they have to like in order to be used for society. Like it's like a it's a space mission, right? Uh-huh. It's vampires in space. Yeah. So they use this vampire as like a space captain, right, for the ship. Yeah. And for his abilities to be used, they have to and not only like the fact cover up the fact he's a vampire, but he have to, they have to like cover his face. Yeah. They're like taller. They're faster. They have more physical ability. Yeah. That's what they want them for. And it just I don't know. Sounds good. The shitty. Hey, fuck, listen. The shitty rendition. Listen but, to that but, podcast. But Neil Blomkamp, I love his work. Joe's like, I want this to be a thing right now. Yeah, because I mean, I mean, look at he. I'd say in the last twenty years, he's District Nine is definitely on the top. Oh yeah, probably the top five great science film. fiction films to come great out. Fucking film. Like when you're talking about what this goes back to what I said, where you have science fiction that it, it it's addressing something. Yeah, like. For sure, like it is, it is definitively <laughs> trying to get convey a message. You know, I mean, whether it, you t- take it to a real world con- context when it comes to like refugees and stuff like that, and how we treat them, right? You know, with imaginary borders and whatnot, yeah, imaginary lines. Mm-hmm. But not cross that one. Even I mean, you. Elysium. I like Elysium. I, I, it's not one of my favorites. Is that the space ring one? Yes. And then he also did one that was okay too, called Chappie. I didn't see that one. And it was about a robot who was get, is given sentience, right? And he's like a baby, you know. He's very impressionable, and it's kind of cute because this like these like kind of thuggish gang people uh, like find him and yeah. they try to raise him like a child, like they try to raise him like their child, but they're also using them to like. Because he's like a fucking military grade robot, right? He's strong. He's fast. He's like, a child, but he also provides excellent protection. Yeah, like imagine like robot RoboCop with a child's mind, right? Freeze, cocksucker! So uh, <laughs> he shoots everyone in the dick. Yeah, it's 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 a good it's it's pretty good, but uh, it leaves him a little bit on the nose when it comes to what they're trying what he's trying to get at. Yeah, and I think that sometimes is something they fall into is like just being a little too on the nose. With the concept, right? What does that mean on the nose? It means not. Uh, Wasn't uh, subtle enough. No, yeah, it's not subtle enough. Like they were just out there with it. Yeah, like, like yeah, it's just out and out. Like Elysium is definitely about like <laughs> class warfare and fucking yeah. and 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 
access to. So you would say that Stanley Kubrick's uh, The Shining was not on the nose about the fact that he made that about the Holocaust. Oh, no, no, no. See, that's the thing. Stanley Kubrick is a goddamn genius. Yeah, there's no nose. Yeah. It's all, all mine. Yeah, like. He didn't. You don't even know. You you felt the pain in your nose, but you, I didn't you, even fucking realize it. Yeah, that's how fucking off the nose he was. I. You know, it's crazy. You mentioned him. I watched him. that documentary. I've watched all of his movies except for one, and I watched the one I hadn't watched last night. What and was that? Uh, Barry Lyndon. I haven't seen that. It's either. about. It's a period piece from I think the 17th century about an Irish guy who basically like. He's an Irish rogue, is what they call it, right? <laughs> he wrote that and directed it so long ago that it was actually about the Detroit water. But crisis. the thing is, like, the story's all right. But the thing is, about it is that that makes it. I feel like it was kind of genius. Was you don't a lot of people don't appreciate this, but the cine, cine, cinematography in Barry Lyndon, because so like Stanley Kubrick, he used special cameras and special film and used almost all throughout the film natural light. For yeah, the whole film. That's great. Right. So, like, there's scene, there's so many scenes where it's just a candlelit room. And, like, normally you couldn't film that. It'd be too dark. Right. Right. But the way he used the cameras and everything, he get, he puts you in that space. Right. Fucking so, like, man. And, and every scene is basically, like, he based them off of, uh, like, period portraits and pictures and scenes that had been dri- dri- drawn. Yeah. And it's, it's, it's a good movie. It's beautiful. Amongst all the things it is, it's beautiful. The story is okay. You know, I mean, it's... I'm sure the message he was trying to convey won't happen for another 40 years. Yeah, well, the mess- as far as I know, the message he was trying to convey is, is that well, he was, just, he was making a period piece, right? Yeah. And he was saying that, like, the message he was trying to convey in that was is that um, it was set in a place and a time where and to even by today's standards, you could say it's still relevant that no matter like how much money you accrue or who you rub shoulders <laughs> with, if you were poor, if you started poor, the rich are always going to consider you poor. Yeah, they're never going to look at you and think you're think you're one of them, right? Right. Nouveau riche. And yeah, exactly. Nouveau sub- riche. New rich. It's a new subcategory because they will never accept you into their fucking society. And that's that's more or less what I get from. It. And basically, like. And that they're going to try to fuck you around every corner, yeah. like they don't want you there. You're now you're you're a uh, uh, what do they call it? I was gonna say usurper, but that's not the word I'm looking for. Uh, I can't remember it right I'm now. I'm sure it'll come to you while you're pooping, and you'd be like, "Fuck." Yeah, but that was the only one I'd never seen. It's a three hour movie. That's part of the reason why I'd never seen it. That's, that's, good, an that's a fucking commitment. Yeah. yeah, it's a commitment. But I did sit down and watch this whole thing last night. They up like one thirty in the morning. Did you ever see that? I think obviously the best one he ever did was. Uh, I mean, people probably argue it wasn't the best, but I think it was the best. Was the moon landing? <laughs> you know, yeah, <laughs> he did a really good job, except for the fact that he didn't account for a, a single source of light and shadows aiming in multiple ways. But anyway, but it would affect with his his cinematography, though. You know, yeah. it's crazy. I want to say I heard this on the Joe Rogan podcast, but like, you know what he used to do. Uh, to calm down or like for his free time. Yeah. Complex math. That was his fucking like. Who, Joe Rogan? No, no. Stanley Kubrick. Kubrick, yeah. Oh, that makes a lot of sense. Like how you or I would sit down and play a video game or maybe shoot some heroin or like uh, kill a hooker. You know, like yeah. what we do to calm down. 
Like, he fucking just sat down and was like, I'm going to do math. Yeah. That makes sense. That's crazy. I mean, he was genius IQ. Math terrifies me, so I don't understand that at all. Yeah, he, he's, he was on another level. Yeah. I'm like a monkey first ex- exploring fire every time I see math. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I run away from it. I throw shit at it sometimes. <laughs> like, sometimes I just jerk off in front of it. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know what to do with it. Uh, but yeah. I got one more thing, and then uh, I guess probably bedtime, yeah? Yeah, yeah. Um. I heard this quote, and I'm sure someone knows where it came from, but I don't know. I'm not going to claim it as my own. But if you look forward in the future, and you're talking to your grandkids, right? And they're looking back in the year 2020, 2019, 2021. And they ask you, Grandpa, what did you do during that time when we're in a complete totalitarian takeover? Much like uh, that that interview that I asked everybody to listen to from the Joe Rogan podcast where people were angry at their grandparents for not fighting back or at least telling people what it was like before the uh, Kim Jong-un takeover, the, the un takeover. Yeah. Because uh, they remembered history. What are you going to say to your grandkids when they ask you that question? Because obviously, you know, I feel like we do more because we're broadcasting to tens of thousands of people yeah. weekly, if not more. But at the same time, like, what did we really do? You know, I try to wake people up every day in my everyday life. But the thing is, well, that's a, that's all you can do up until the point at which uh, being able to reach out and do things in a peaceful way no longer work. Does that make sense? I mean, have we not passed that point, or where are we at? What, what is your line in the sand? Is it uh, your own household? Yes. Man, I drank all this alcohol. If they attempt... Yeah. They attempt to, to come in and... and <sighs> or they try to clandestinely do it to my son. Yeah, school while you're working. That's the line in the sand. It goes back to that conversation I had with our dude Dick and Sheets, man. Like I said, he was one of my... He was my modern-day folk hero. It's still, but... You know, he was a, he's a hard-ass motherfucker. He learned a lot of things, gunsmithing, and he knows a lot about guns that I never knew and yeah. survivalism and all that. But to hear him say it, that we're fucked and, like, you know, maybe I'll take a few out with me, like, that's terrifying. Yeah. I don't think that's the proper mindset at all. And it's a scary thing to, like, kind of mentally evolve past your, your heroes. Yeah. It's weird. And I just don't know. I'm, a, I'm with you, though. Same line in the mm. sand, but I feel like maybe... Maybe we're not doing enough. I mean, we're out there putting the show out. Yeah. You know? It just fucking sucks, man. Yeah. I hope that somebody hearing that is the one that actually can, like, turn it off, and they just need to hear that. Yeah. You know, uh, that about wraps it up for us, but if you guys need to reach out to us, you're feeling the same way we feel, there's ways to get a hold of us. We're on Instagram, and Instagram.com forward slash bones and tubs. We also have a Gmail. Bones at gmail.com. Uh, if you want to secure the bag for us, we're on Patreon. Yeah, if you feel like using some of your limited resources money. Oh, God damn it. Fuck you, Bud Seltzer Mango. <laughs> Patreon.com forward slash Bones Tubs. We're on PayPal, Cash App, and Venmo. We'd like to thank you all for listening. Jesus. We hope you guys enjoyed the show. Don't forget about Shiba Inu. Oh, uh, yeah, you can buy some Sheep coin. Are you using crypto.com? Uh, eToro. Okay. Yeah. Get out there and buy that shit. It's the Doge Dude, before it's Doge. It's so fucking cheap. It's so goddamn cheap. It's like four decimals of a cent right now. I bought twenty million the other day. Yeah, I've got I've got 
like seven million right now, and I'm probably gonna buy another fourteen or so million. Get it in. Get it in only, now. They're so cheap. It, you can only buy in increments of millions. Yeah, this that's is, how cheap it is. This is the fucking pre Doge point. We're not financial advisors, but I'm gonna tell you, I kicked myself in the ass if we'd have bought a thousand dollars worth of Doge when it was at that point. We would never have to work again. Yeah, we would be podcasting until we got tired of it. Yeah, and then do it more. So you go buy some sheep. Check it out, SHIB. But we'd like to thank you all for listening. We hope you guys enjoyed the show. We hope you tune in next time. Between now and then, you guys stay safe. Stay safe. Don't take the jab. We love you. We really do. The thing about the bad thing about being honest, the straightforward and doing that is people know where you stand and they take try to take advantage of you. They take advantage of your good nature. They take advantage of the fact that they know that you're a good guy, you are a straight shooter, and that you're not going to retaliate on them when they fuck you. Well, folks, most of the time I believe that's probably true. But God built me to be here to prove to you that what you have been doing for God knows how many years is wrong. You picked on the wrong man. I'm not tough. You hear that? I'm not that strong. Rolled up in all black yeah. Windows have crashed yeah. Scoping out the scene Before they attack Had they on bad guys In most people's eyes Most trust them with their life Cause they got a badge and tie Gifted a position given to them by a system I set it all up To put the kids in the prison This is non-fiction Non-violence So just listen They got a mission To imprison your mind and soul This ain't nothing new But we survival with soul That don't believe in ourselves But believe what we're told And we're all molded by a machine That gets in your dreams Get in your gut and keep your self-esteem And I've been scolding and told who I should be But I'll never conform, I was born to be free It's a setup, and never let up From the cradle to the grave, they got you in the cage It's a setup, so keep your head up Cause it's selling all that doubt with every word at the mouth It's a setup, and never let up From the cradle to the grave, they got you in the cage It's a setup, so keep your head up Cause it's selling all that doubt with every word at the mouth Giving up as a verb, yeah, that's a fact Deny it if you want, but I'll do the math I face facts and understand how to overstand the plan With my mind intact, and I got more than a plan I got hope and belief, dreams and faith And know damn well, that's what they want to take It's a weapon, it's a weapon Fear is aggression, and they plan it in our minds To the point we can't find a way out a way in and anywhere you go you'll see a many men over there and everywhere they're armed and prepared to do whatever it takes they don't play fair that's a jump out boys with the plastic toys draped in all black ready to bring the noise a setup and never let up from the cradle to the grave they got you in the cage it's a setup so keep your head up cause it's selling all that down with every word at the mouth it's a setup and never let up from the cradle to the grave they got you in the cage it's a setup so keep your head up cause it's selling all that down with every word at the mouth